0: Hey everyone, welcome to MD Rounds, where we round in medicine with an all-round perspective. We aim to be your audio pocket guide for clinical medicine, including cases, quizzes, and high-yield snippets. We further enhance clinical rounds, acting as a bridge between clinical medicine and public health. Well, what are you waiting for? Let's dive in and round up with Dr. Chavi, Dr. Atif, and Dr. Vineet. Join us. It's time to round. Welcome to a new episode. This episode is in continuation with dementia. Today, I will be talking about major neurocognitive disorder. If you miss hearing about the mild cognitive impairment, be sure to check out the previous episode. So let's dive in. Major neurocognitive disorder was formerly known as dementia and is defined as an impairment of cognitive function with impairment in activities of daily living or instrumental activities of daily living. The diagnosis of major neurocognitive disorder requires the presence of significant cognitive decline from a previous level of performance in one or more of the cognitive domains, such as complex attention, executive function, learning and memory, language, perceptual motor, or social cognition. And this is based on a concern of the individual or a knowledgeable informant, and substantial impairment in cognitive performance, either documented by standardized neuropsychological testing or quantified clinical assessment. When it comes to etiology, some of the reversible causes include alcohol intoxication or withdrawal, vitamin B12 deficiency, or delirium. Some medications that may contribute include benzodiazepines or anticholinergics, especially uh, when patients use multiple medications known as polypharmacy, which is very common in the elderly population. Heavy metal toxicity, hepatic or renal failure, endocrine abnormalities such as glucose, cortisol or thyroid dysfunction, primary hyperparathyroidism, or even depression. And depression sometimes is referred to as pseudodementia. New- normal pressure hydrocephalus or intracranial tumor can also contribute to major neurocognitive disorder. And when we obtain a history, the patients or family members will often complain that the patient has been declining gradually and they can present with a history of confusion, urinary incontinence, or even falls and changes in memory and safety issues, such as wandering, leaving the doors unlocked, leaving the stove on, losing objects, or even forgetting the directions when they drive. And these may sometimes also be accompanied by behavioral changes, such as rapid changes in mood, anxiety, psychosis, such as hallucinations or delusions, suicidal ideation, personality changes, and in some cases, even aggression can be observed. So what should we do on the physical exam? Well, uh, obtaining vital signs is key uh, in any physical exam, of course. Additionally, uh, we have to perform an assessment for the hearing and vision, especially in this scenario, because sometimes changes in hearing and vision can be misinterpreted as major neurocognitive disorder, uh, especially by the patient or the family members. Uh, Performing a neuropsychological exam is very important. And evaluating for the causes of cardiovascular disorders is equally important. When we work these patients up, similar to mild cognitive impairment, we would first want to evaluate for any organic causes that may be reversible. And we can do this by... Measuring the uh, complete blood count, the serum glucose levels, thyroid profile with the TSH, vitamin B12, and folate levels. Remember, we said vitamin B12 deficiency uh, could be a potential cause, right? And the electrolyte levels, the liver function tests, renal function tests, lipid profile for evaluation of cardiovascular disorders, and a toxicology screen, especially because heavy metal toxicity can also cause dementia or major neurocognitive disorder. Imaging, such as a CT head or MRI, may also be indicated, especially when there is a history of faults. And if the history is pointing to additional risk factors, further investigations, such as testing for syphilis with uh, VDRL or HIV testing, evaluating for autoimmune diseases with uh, ANA, uh, checking for lupus, with uh, anti-double-stranded DNA antibodies. Remember, these are very specific for lupus. Or checking for Wilson's disease with uh, ceruloplasmin and copper levels, or even endocrine abnormalities uh, such as Cushing's uh, with uh, cortisol levels. So that concludes this week's episode on major neurocognitive disorder. I hope you learned something, and thank you so much for tuning in be sure to tweet us at uh, md rounds podcast on twitter and follow us on instagram and if your friends haven't heard us yet be sure to share this episode on apple google spotify and other platforms this podcast is meant for educational purposes only please do not use this as medical advice and for any concerns regarding your health please always consult with your healthcare provider no copyright infringement is intended